Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. It's intercepted. The Rams are staying home to play in Super Bowl 56. This is the Big Game Pregame Show. VEASAN is in the middle of 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com. We've got every angle and aspect of the big game covered for you during the game. We're going to have our bet cast. It's going to tell you what the props that have already cashed during the game, as well as helping you make in-game wagers. Our halftime show will be live at the Circus Swim Pool with Tim Murray and Sean King. Then a special edition of Follow the Money with Paulie and Mitch at 11 p.m. Eastern. VEASAN, of course, the sports betting network, is completely free all weekend long at VEASAN.com. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans for the next two hours here at Circus Sportsbook. Matt, it's great to have you in on Super Sunday. I don't know if you're going to go up to Circus Swim with, with Tim and Sean, but you look like you stay tan, and I'm jealous of that. Well, I have a pool in the backyard. I go swimming every day. You don't need to go up to Circus Swim. Hey, Wes Reynolds is going to be a tough act to follow, but I tell you, I enjoyed the Billy Walters interview this morning yep. on uh, VSIN with Brent Musburger, Jimmy Vaccaro, and his quote, uh, common sense isn't so common is uh, something that's reinforced as you walk around town here this weekend. <laughs> Absolutely right, yeah. Matt. Of course, over the next two hours, we're going to have Cordell Stewart joining us in the next block. Uh, Jeff Stonebass going to join us. Mike Ferreira is going to be in studio. And David Fulcher for old guys like me. Yeah. Last time the Bengals won the Super Bowl, what a great safety he was for all those years in Cincinnati. So we've got a great lineup for you. Matt, we are starting to see the money move. And it felt like earlier this week in week number two, leading up to the Super Bowl, we were going, Where, where's the Rams money? Where's the mm-hmm. Rams money, right? And we saw it get down as low as three and a half in some places. Now, over at South Point, we're seeing fives pop up. So it feels like that Rams money may be late, but it's starting to come in. It's always tough to predict. And uh, any veteran bookmaker will tell you the same thing. You don't know for sure where the money's going to come on Super Bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. You can try to predict it, but uh, a lot of times you're going to be wrong. And what we hear, Dave, for the last 10 days was it's all Bengals, all Bengals, all Bengals. And you thought when the public got to town this weekend, it was going to be more Bengals. Right. And uh, that's not been the case. And uh, the South Point right now pinballing from four and a half to five on the number. And uh, you're seeing four and a half is pretty much everywhere else in the market. I think the one thing that surprises me right now is this total has not moved up. It's 48 and a half. And that was the one thing you thought you could make on was betting public was going to play this game over Absolutely. Uh, the total. And then the Sharps to try to play it back under. Uh, and that's not really the case. And uh, very seldom does the, uh, the public play the under. Do you anticipate any line move before we get to kickoff on that? Because I kept thinking the same thing as you, Matt. Like, this is, I thought I'd get up close to 50 before kickoff. Mm-hmm. That just isn't the case. So yeah. I, I wonder if we're going to see any late money like it's coming in on the Rams, coming in on the over. Uh, and you're right. And a couple of veteran bookmakers I talked to said the same thing early in the week. They thought the total would get to 50. They thought the money line on the Rams might drop as low as minus 170. Wow. And we just haven't seen that develop. I think. Uh, there's been more betting uh, support for the Rams out there this weekend than uh, most people anticipated, and I think that's pretty obvious at this point. Dave, I don't think you're going to see that total go over 49 because at this point, uh, if you're a bookmaker, you do go to 49. You're going to take sharp play under 49 right away. So right. 
kind of stuck right there at the 48 and a half. Looks like that's what it's going to be. Right. I do see one or two books out there at 49 right now. Uh, two books in Vegas, but mostly it's 48 and a half. All right, so let's see again. Uh, I'll give you my plays at the end of our two hours together, Matt, and I'll be curious to get yours as well. When you look at the road to lead up to fifty to Super Bowl 56 for both these teams, and obviously when you have two four seeds in the Super Bowl, this was not exactly the matchup I think most of America mm-hmm. was anticipating. If you had that pre-flop, props to you. But you look at the Rams, they, they beat the Cardinals relatively easily, in that, and they're very familiar with them, of course. The Buccaneers game, the way they dominated that game early and then had to hold on late, mm-hmm. boy, almost a full collapse, but they escaped with that three-point win. And then to come back in the fashion the way they did against the Niners, which had been their bugaboo, down 10 in the fourth quarter to get that win. They didn't cover the number three and a half, but they do get the win. Do you take anything from that in those three victories? I took away from the, uh, the game at Tampa that Matthew Stafford's capable of stepping up and delivering when he's got to under pressure because that was the biggest question I think we brought into the postseason. Can Stafford do it? He never won a playoff game. Obviously, it's uh, difficult to uh, soar with the Eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys, and that was the situation with him in Detroit, right? Yeah. And he's got much better support, supporting cast now, and you're seeing a better Matthew Stafford, a better version of him, and the first time he's really had a chance to win in the postseason, a legit chance. Uh, that's why I took away from that was Stafford can do it when the pressure's on, and he beat the GOAT, beat Tom Brady on the road, and uh, give him full credit for that. That was a huge win for the Rams. That's why they're here. Now, also, I think you have to reflect on the NFC Championship game. This uh, We could be talking about a totally different game today if Jaworski tart doesn't drop that punt that Stafford threw up to him in the mm-hmm. second half. I mean, if, That's unbelievable. Uh, he, ju- he just dropped what would have been an easy interception. Then the narrative about Stafford might be co- completely different. Well, he choked again to hear the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, basically you put all that in the rearview window at this point, and uh, it's about how he can perform today against this Bengals defense. And uh, I expect Stafford to play pretty well today. I also expect him to throw a pick. That's, well, been, that's been his M.O. Over yeah. a half, right? You can get that prop out there. Yeah. And to that point, Matt, we had Rondé Barber. I don't know how he's not in the Hall of Fame. I think he will get in one day. And he made exactly that point, that as as great or as good, at least, borderline great, that Stafford's been in these three games. He gives you one a game. Mm-hmm. He really does. It's there for the taking. And Tart couldn't take it for the Niners. That changes the whole complexion of that fourth quarter. And I think you're right. Then they go, Matthew Stafford is Jared Goff, right? But yeah. he drops it. They make the 10-point comeback and get the win. So you see it at minus 140. For the, I'm with you. I think that's the only way you can play it. Because when Rondé Barber can come on as a, as a former elite corner in this league and say, everybody knows he's going to give you an opportunity. You just have to take advantage of it. The uh-huh. Niners couldn't. And we expect the Bengals to be able to do that. And Stafford did throw a pick previous. And, I, you know, in 20 games this season, he's thrown 18 picks. In a four-game stretch late in the regular season, he threw eight picks. Mm. And that's why there were so many questions about Stafford really going into the postseason because he was on a turnover binge going into the playoffs. And uh, he's, he's done a good job cutting those back here. But it's uh, how much production can the Rams get from the running game? Uh, apparently going to have a three-headed back. That's right, with Henderson. Uh, today. And uh, Cooper Cup's a big key. A lot of people – Myself included, have uh, criticized Jared Goff quite a bit. But to be fair, the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl with Goff, Cooper Cup was injured late in that season. And a lot of people tend to forget that. Uh, that would have been a totally different Rams off. That was the Rams offense that averaged over 30 points a game in the yes, regular season. Absolutely. 28 points in two playoff games, even without Cooper Cup. But when you got to the Super Bowl without Cup, Jared Goff didn't have – uh, him to work with, and how how much different would this Rams offense be if Matthew Stafford didn't have Cup to work with? So 
You can't forget that, too, when you're criticizing Jared Goff, that he didn't have Cooper <laughs> Cup, and how much different would Stafford be if he didn't have him? But uh, that could be the difference in the game today. The Cup is out there. Sean McVay is going to learn from his first trip there. I've got the – We'll get to the official predictions later. I got the Rams winning a, a, a tight one today. Oh, okay. Well, I like that because I do have some some teasers with the Bengals that we'll get to later on. Let's flip the script and talk about Cincinnati's mm-hmm. road to get here. I think people have already forgotten the Raiders game. I mean, the first in the first round, right? The Raiders are a yard away of, from potentially tying this thing and going into overtime. They survived there. Then the game against the Titans, where they settled for a couple of field goals by Evan McPherson, which kind of became a theme a little bit for them in this postseason mm-hmm. run. But they get into the game. 6 nothing. then. It gets dicey. McPherson, hey, I think we're going to the AFC title game. Boots the game winner. They go to the title game. Get way down, obviously, against Kansas City. Come on back in the rookie kicker. Wins it yep. for them uh, in overtime to get this thing done. What do you make of their road? Is it really house money for them at this point? Do they Are they the carefree guys? Or do they go, you know what? Screw those narratives. We don't know if we'll ever get back here. We have an opportunity to win it. They're a four seed just like us. Why not us? Yeah, that's a good question. I talked about this with uh, Paul Howard a couple weeks ago after the Bengals beat the Raiders. I said, we're going to find out this week if the Bengals are one of those teams that really believes they can win in the playoffs or are they just happy to be here? You know, happy to be here in the second round. They win their first playoff game. Joe Burrow gets the Bengals over the hump. Hey, they proved that they were a lot more than a just happy to be here type of team. It's a young team that I think is dumb enough to believe that they can win this game. You know, dumb enough to believe they could get here, and they did. Uh, they were down 21-3 to the Chiefs. And nobody on the planet thought that the Bengals were going to be in the Super Bowl at that point. So why not? Uh, I think Joe Burrow makes this team believe, and that's uh, one thing. If you believe in the quarterback, you always got a shot. And the Bengals believe in uh, this quarterback. You know, he took nine sacks in that game at Tennessee. That's been talked about a lot. But the thing I, I think people tend to forget is he was sacked only twice by the Raiders and once by the Chiefs. It's not like the offensive line has been that bad in every playoff game. And you have to put some of the sacks on Burrow, too. He's got to get rid of the ball quicker. But today's going to be more of a a Tennessee type of test for this uh, Bengals offense because of the uh, the pressure they can put on the passer. You know, it's an interesting point, too, because I I think a lot of people, if you really go back to that Tennessee game, they go, yeah, nine sacks. But I think a lot of people say he doesn't throw it up for grabs as much. Right. Like Stafford's going to throw it up. So he'll take the sack. Is that okay? Can you – I mean, it's worked out for them so far – but today, do you think he has to take more chances? And then it gets dicey when you got Jalen Ramsey waiting on you. Well, there's two different ways to look at that. One is um, you got to get rid of the ball. You got to throw it away, but you don't throw it up for grabs. Right. You know, we've seen a lot of quarter. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the league, Jameis Winston being one the oh. past few years, who will, when he's under pressure, will throw it up. Uh, Joe Burrow doesn't do that. He, he'll throw it away, but he won't throw it up for grabs. And I think that's a key because you just don't you don't want to lose the game in the first half too or lose the game in the third or fourth quarter i guess at any point you don't want to throw one up and that's kind of what stafford did against the niners he when did. the rams were down he threw it up he got lucky that it was dropped so again if you're looking at some of those props you can understand why it's minus 140 uh, for a, a half interception or more from matthew stafford that's the point i think mm-hmm. that's why it's a, it's been a strong play and it's been bet in the prop market a little bit He's going to throw it up there. It's just whether or not you can get it down. So the Burrow one might be a little bit more dicey there mm-hmm. for his scenario there. Minus 145, which does surprise me, but that means they assume pressure might ultimately lead to one. And I think that's the most important factor. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him, and the probability is high that he's going to make at least one mistake at this point. There's going to be so much riding on Joe Burrow to keep the Bengals in it with a chance to win it, that uh, he's going to have to make some plays. He might make a couple mistakes. I've got 21 prop bets on this game, Dave. What? Okay, I can't wait to get to How many do you have? 
Yeah, three. <laughs> come on. I'll, I'll pick it up free kick, Matt. Now I feel pressure <laughs> from you. All right, when we come back, we're going to have the man they call Slash. Cordell Stewart's going to join us. Of course, former quarterback with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Matt Humans, I am Dave Ross. We are here at Circus Sportsbook, and we're getting ever so close, Matt, to kick off later on this afternoon, this evening, depending on where you are in the country, uh, for Super Bowl 56. And it's a real pleasure right now to have Cordell Stewart slash joining the program. Of course, Colorado Buffalo legend and a legend 11 years in the NFL, uh, predominantly with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cordell, it's great to have you on the program I wonder when you watch uh, the evolution of these two quarterbacks, one in Joe Burrow that everybody's just finding out about here in year two, and the other in Matthew Stafford is kind of the known commodity here. What do you make of their pass, and how impressed are you with Burrow in year number two? Well, I, well guys, thanks for having me on. Um, I would say Joe Burrow, the things that he's been able to accomplish as of lately, uh, has been second to none, to be honest. Uh, if you just think about what he's done, Last year before his injury, it was exceptional uh, to what he's done uh, this year in itself uh, is, is beyond conversation, right? He's beat the, correct me if I'm wrong, the Aaron Rodgers, he's beaten the Patrick Mahomes twice. And, you know, he's played all the great players and quarterbacks in his game that we consider as the great ones. And he's done a phenomenal job doing that. And he's been winning. So he's, he's done a remarkable job taking an organization that's had talent for time, for some time that was inconsistent, especially when he came to finishing games to where back to when I was playing to where now they're finishing games and, and doing it convincingly, whether it's a field goal or even scoring touchdowns to win the game. So he's, he's done a remarkable job, a remarkable job. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe watching Cordell Stewart in college in the NFL that Slash turns 50 this year. No way. Yes. No, I don't buy it. Hey, hey guys, watch it. You're telling, you're telling <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Cordell, when you look at Joe Burrow, baby-faced Joe Burrow, are you are you sure he's ready for this big stage? Is maybe a little bit too much hype too soon? When you hear people talk about this game, it's all, I believe in the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. It's all about Burrow. Can sometimes that be a little bit too much hype too soon, or do you think he's uh, definitely ready for this? Well, I, I think we, we, we as spectators, right, because it is the biggest stage, we like to put everything on it, right, because it's one game. And it can determine your faith in being considered as one of the best to ever do it, right? Uh, I think the work that he's done over time has proven that he is worthy of the conversations to be had, that he is considered one of the better quarterbacks in the game. Everything that was thrown at him this year, in particular, he's knocked it down. Um, he had some, some L's that came his way, but, you know, it's 
it's a team game. It's not just about him, but the body of work that he's put in with being able to make the throws he needed to make, get the ball to players that he needed to get it to, and not just be chase and, and, and alone. It was everyone else inclusive, whether the backs out of the backfield to other receivers, second and third tier receivers in the reads to scrambling, which I love. He does it very uh, intelligently when it comes down to running and getting the first down because it lets you know he understands the situations. He's not doing it just to do it. He's doing it to keep the drives alive, similar to what he did when he was playing uh, for LSU. Uh, when seeing him playing against Auburn, I think it was like third and 17, and he didn't need to get the team in position to kick a field goal, and he needed to get 15 yards, and he got 16. And so all of a sudden, they kicked the field goal and get the three points that they needed. And that's the kind of stuff that he does. He's made very good decisions, and I think the decision that he's made is Super Bowl caliber. Um, I've had the opportunity in my rookie year to play in it. I've watched it over the years and, and saw quarterbacks that played in it, and I saw the ones that won, and I saw the, the others that lost. And, you know, those are the last two standing, and right now you have the last two standing right now. Uh, in Joe Burrow and, and, and Sam Bradford. I'm talking to Cordell Stewart, of course, great Twitter handle at K slash 10 on Twitter. Yeah, and Matt, I'm with you. It seems like yesterday, Cordell, you were just throwing that ball to Michael Westbrook to beat uh, Michigan in the big house there. Uh, but I, you do look at the evolution of Matthew Stafford from his Georgia days to the Lions days and now to his Rams days here. Is he getting better with age, or do you worry that Burrow, since he has nothing to lose, that all the pressure's really on Matt Stafford, that this is his time and he better get it done now? Yeah. Um, Matt, he's, his numbers, if you look at what he's done when he was at Detroit, um, you, can, you can argue that they're, they're great numbers. The only problem is that they've lost a lot. You know, uh, it's not his fault, right? But he's put up numbers every single year, Matt has. And to now do it with a team where the coaching is great, the environment is great, the players are, are hard workers, they all get it, uh, you end up seeing him flourish in it. And, and, and it's not new to me to watch it. I think what's new to everyone is he's winning doing it. Uh, so, yes, the pressure, I think, is on him more just being, just putting myself in his shoes and knowing the things that I've had to go up against year after year after year after year throughout my entire career there in Detroit to now being this surreal moment, you then ask the question, is this moment too big for Matt? And, and for me, I think with, when it comes to what Matt has an opportunity to do, I think more pressure is on him. This kid in, in Joe Burrow, he, two years ago, he was the Heisman Trophy winner. He won the national championship. He doesn't know anything about losing. I mean, to have to leave Ohio State, to then go to LSU to get a new life, and then to take advantage of it the way he did, I mean, how else do you, how else do you add it up to say, you know, that he's ready and primed for it? So it's almost like when you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> you play great ball, right? Mm -hmm. you, you just don't have a clue. You, you really don't know you don't know. And so I think that crew with Chase and all the other players on it, they don't know that they don't know. And so they're basically playing with house money. The pressure is on that crew over there that was put together through trades and free agency in the draft. You know, that, that, you know, that, that, that over there with the Rams is, is the one that needs to produce now. I think this team with, 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 with the Cincinnati Bengals and how they've evolved over the years, uh, this is guys that's been there and guys that's been injured and recovered and got a comeback player of the year and Joe Burrow and, they have something to prove, and they're not afraid to talk about it that way. And that's the part that's scary 
when it comes out of playing against a young team like this that's been playing so good but not afraid to go into the Lions' den and make, some, make something happen. So I'm looking forward to it. It's always nice to play with house money, it? as Cordell says. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a preferable yeah, way to money, play. Guys. Yeah, it's house money, Cordell, there's, uh, it seems to be a split opinion this week. This total on the game is 48.5 for 49. How do you see the game developing? Do you think we're going to have a lower-scoring game, or is this going to be a shootout that gets into the 50s, maybe the 60s? Well, normally we know with, with how they play, um, they can put up points. I mean, both teams are able to put up 35 points like it's nothing. Uh, if you allow them to, uh, I think both defenses are are good defenses. Of course, when you look at what they have up front with the Rams and the secondary of the Rams on paper, and 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 what we choose to like for as excitement, it seems as if they have the better the better side of it all. But this Cincinnati Bengals defense is is solid. You know, they get the rush ends coming up field pretty fast to to close the pocket. You know, to make the quarterback step up in the pocket to to make his his capabilities of throwing the ball a little bit harder. Uh, the secondary suspect at times, but, you know, it seems like they make the plays when they need to. And that's what football is all about. It's not about being the best all the time. It's just about making the plays when you need to. So, you know, both quarterbacks are the leaders of, of what they do on, uh, of, of their teams on offense. I mean, I, I can see it's going to be a high. I, I, I don't think it's going to be as high as we all think. I think mm. it's going to be a matter of who can get their feet on the ground the quickest. Um, you know, I could, I could see something like 28, uh, 24, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, a score. I, I could see that be a re- because I don't think the coaches are going to let the, the game get out of control, right? This is not the game where you just pierce your ears back and just play that open, you know, that week 16, that week 10, that week <laughs> 10 type game, right? It's not that kind of game. This is, the Super Bowl, meaning it can get out of control really, really fast. So I think it's going to be try to figure out, you know, what it is we do best in this game in comparison to what they've done throughout the year and just build on it, you know, because everybody's juices are going to be flowing, right? Everybody's going to be excited. The adrenaline is going to be through the roof. And how do we contain that, right? Now, you know, how do we get control of it fast and how do we not let the game get out of control? And I think you have to slow it down just a little bit. And I think by the time we come out in the second half, we might see a better game. I think in the second half, but I think that first half, because of the fear factor of both offenses can score really fast. Uh, I think we were going to see some, some setting it up type stuff to get ready for the second half more than we are. We're going to see the first half. All right, so Cord- I think it's going to be a 28, 24 is my, okay. my 28, 24, 28, 24. That's my but Cordell, we got yeah. about 10 seconds to go here. Who's your winner? 28-24. I'm going Cincinnati. Okay. Cincinnati. I'm going Cincinnati. I thought that was illegal in Pittsburgh. Hey, Cordell, we really appreciate the time. <laughs> Enjoy the Super Bowl today, and we'll catch up down the road. Yes, appreciate the love, guys. Have Thanks, fun. buddy. There he is, Cordell. So I kind can't. of agree with him. I sort of think it's going to be a game that starts out slowly and really picks up in the second half. Maybe some in-game wickets. We'll talk about that. You can't pick the Bengals if you play for the Steelers. That's not going to go. He just did. What can I do about it? Come on back. Much more to get to. Super Bowl 56, big game free game right here in Beeson. The Sports Betting Network. Big game, pregame on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network.
If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download or listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers. We've got the Lombardi Line. Follow the Money. My Guys in the Desert. Coast to Coast Hoops. we got Long Shots, First Strike, and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans right here at Circus Sportsbook as we continue our pregame coverage of Super Bowl 56. And Matt, you know, I know a lot of people, not just sides and totals, they're going to try to break this thing down and go, all right, let's get a little nutty. Let's get first quarter, first half, second mm-hmm. half, and try to diagram which way we should follow the money with those plays. We don't know who's going to win the coin toss yet, right? And I know that's going to factor in, certainly, that extra possession that you would get either in the first quarter or potentially in the first half. How do you handicap a first quarter line? And right now we're seeing the Rams minus a half at plus 105, the total being nine and a half uh, at uh, right now for the, for the total Bengals, by the way, plus a half minus 140, nine and a half overs minus 115, the under minus 110. Do you want to go money line Rams are minus 160 in the first quarter Bengals 125. How do you handicap that? If you have no idea who's going to win the coin toss. Well, you don't really. And uh, what you do is when you find out who's going to receive, then you try to get a bet in as quickly as possible. you got to be quick. That's <laughs> yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, no, it's I, I really don't bet first quarters and I rarely bet first halves. I mean, I th- a lot of times I think you're guessing. I, I can't tell you how many times over the years I've heard handicappers say, they're going to come out fired up and uh, lead you know, after the first quarter of the first half. And a lot of times that's just uh, speculation. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't want to guess in your handicapping. A lot of times the best bets you're going to make are with information. And you don't have information on many of these prop bets. I think a lot of times uh, people play too many of the props because, uh, you know, everybody's got a theory on what's going to happen. That doesn't mean they're going to be right. A lot of people (laughs) are going to be wrong more than they're right. Uh, So I I tried to bet, you know, I bet 21 props, and that's more than I typically bet. Usually I bet between 10 and 15, but um, the more – you know, we overanalyzed this I game guess. in the last two weeks. You listen to a lot of smart people on this network talk, and uh, they'll suggest something. You say, hey, that makes sense. The way I script the game out, I'm going to go ahead and make that play. And uh, before you know it, you got 21. Mitch Moss told me he's got well over 30 prop bets. I mean, Mitch loves props and futures. Now, this is one game of the year. Billy Walters talked about this this morning. He doesn't really mess around with props because he said, even if I find something I like, I can't get enough down on it. But Billy's... Uh, the top 1% mm-hmm. and the top of the 1%. But 99% of people can get down what they want to on these props. And a lot of times, look, I said this this week on the show, you don't have to be a bloodthirsty professional on every prop you bet. Try to get the best number. You got to have this edge. This is a Super Bowl. Sometimes you can have fun. You can there make you some entertainment bets. It doesn't have to be dead serious. And, uh, you know, sports betting can be fun, too. It doesn't have to be a business 100% of the time. Obviously, you're making bets that you plan on winning. Right. Uh, but you, you, can, you can make bets for entertainment purposes sometimes as well. And this is the one game of the year where I think you can, you can do that and uh, not be ridiculed by people. Absolutely. And, Matt, again, we, we said and we mentioned earlier that we saw some fives popping at South mm-hmm. Point. Here at Circa, by the way, it's down to four. So we're starting to get that variance, right? So this is why we always say shop around, mm-hmm. especially if you're in Las Vegas, to get the best number, whichever side you might be on here. So this is what's going to happen here. Pinball back and forth a little bit before we get to kickoff. Bengal money going to come in and probably more Rams money. I, I have to assume it ends right around four and a half. 
Yeah, the majority of the books look like they're going to land at four and a half at closing time. And uh, obviously here at South Point, a little bit heavy on one side. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is one of the games where the bookmakers do want to balance things out a little bit on the, uh, on the side and the total because public action overwhelms sharp action on the Super Bowl. That's not the case on a Tuesday night in college basketball or on a Saturday in college football or even on some Sunday NFL games. This is one game where a lot of bookmakers just want to be balanced on this game. I think the sharper side, from what I gather, from all the – everything I've heard and all the, uh, the sharper betters I've talked to is the Rams – uh, to win the game. You're either laying four or you're laying the Rams at like minus 185, 190. That seems to be the sharper side. But then again, I say that, and I know a lot of plenty of sharp guys who like the Bengals plus four and a half in this game. Like I said, I know you had Chris Berman on, yeah. the Swami on this morning, and uh, got a lot of respect for him and what he's done in the NFL over the years. And, you know, to promote uh, ATS picks, too. He, he was picking games against the spread on ESPN. Absolutely. While, while the rest of the network pretended uh, sports betting was taboo. That was, was not going yeah. on, right. Uh, but he picked the Rams by three. That's right. I got the Rams winning by – my official pick is by two. Uh, but the Rams, you know, by two, three, four. And that's why the Bengals plus four and a half is my side. But I'll tell you this, Dave, when you're talking about bankroll management, I know we got a VSIN help desk set up at vcin.com. Mm -hmm. We're getting a lot of questions from people about – how do you manage your bankroll? How much should I bet on this? How much should I hedge on this if I have a Rams future or Bengals future? Hedging is always a personal decision, and it's based on how much you have bet on something. Uh, but as far as uh, the, the side and the props, the props are going to determine whether or not I have a winning or losing Super Bowl. If the Bengals don't cover plus four and a half, that's not going to ruin my day. Right. You know, because you got so much more action spread out throughout this game. And we know that obviously with the boon really that we're seeing in prop betting, mm -hmm. right, this would be the most prop bet Super Bowl of our time until next year. <laughs> and it'll get bigger next year. We know that. But this is the new Pretty trend. much the way with the explosion of sports betting, every year is going to be bigger. Absolutely. Next year is bigger. The year after that's going to be bigger. It looks like it's uh, – how about the Super Bowl in Vegas in two years? How big oh is that going to be? Oh, my God. Boy, that's just going to be – that's going to be off the charts. Cannot wait for that. I, you know, I, I think a lot of people – and I don't know if this is uh, akin to, to novice bettors just getting in the space, bet, But if they do look mathematically and they go, okay, Bengals are getting four and a half. But you're going to give me three – for the first half. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a Bengal backer, why aren't, why wouldn't I take the quote-unquote better number of the three over 30 minutes of football versus yeah. the four and a half over 60? Well, because the the trend with the Rams has been they jump out the leads. That's right. And there you have a lot of sharp betters who like the Rams in the first half in this game at minus three. So that's why I, I guess you wouldn't do it if you're asking me why. I, I will tell you, uh, I did not bet the first half. I did make one bet. And uh, that's going to be decided early in this game. And I typically don't bet this prop, but it's probably, well, it's definitely one of the most popular props every year. Who's going to score the first touchdown of the game? Okay. Did you bet this one? I did. Oh, no, not the first. No. I have first any time. First TD of the game? I have any time okay. touchdown. We had Sal Palantonio on the show this week, and he was going on and on about Odell Beckham and how he thinks he's going to be MVP. And uh, I'm, I'm buying into it a little bit. That I think Beckham's going to have a big game. But, see, this is an entertainment bet that I made just – uh, with a feeling that Odell Beckham's going to get off that big start in this game, kind of oh, well, feel that narrative. Cooper Cup's going to attract a lot of attention from the defense, right? So that should, in theory, open things up for Beckham a little bit, and maybe he scores the first TD of the game. I took eight to one odds on Beckham okay. to score the first TD. Plus, Eli Apple called him out. Did you see that? 
Eli Apple's a, a clown. So, like that, if to <clears> me, I <throat> I love your position. If Eli Apple, who said he's a clown, he's a clown. And he can't cover anybody. So why why is he talking smack to anyone? Well, I'm paraphrasing. And if you're an Odell Beckham Jr. A prop player, you're going to love this. That he said, "I want Odell Beckham Jr. I know him uh-huh. from our time in New York. I can check him. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you, if Matthew Stafford sees that matchup, then you might have a, a pretty good side there with your Odell Beckham Eli Beckham Apple. Jr. Be yeah. careful what you wish for sometimes. Uh, very quickly, and. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a couple minutes to go before we have to take a break. And, of course, um, we're going to get to Jeff Stone back uh, in the next segment here. I can't wait to see the handle on this. Uh, very quickly, when, when you look at the numbers here and you see three in the first half, too, if, if the Bengals win the coin toss, shouldn't they elect to receive it instead of deferring because of what you said about the Rams being front runners? I think but everybody so. defers now. I think there's uh, one team's elected to receive in the last 10 Super Bowls. Everything else has been deferred, right? Nine yeah, of the past everybody 10. Everybody defers. Right? Mm-hmm. I think nine of the past 10. And by the way, the last seven winners of the coin toss, they've all lost. Just saying? Uh, yeah. So so Cincinnati, what's I, I would think, now? No, I would think if Cincinnati wins a coin toss, put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, try to start out fast in this game. I, I agree with your theory on that one. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, we know that uh, Tim Murray, Sean King, boy, they've got a, a great spot today. Are those guys actually in the pool or are they by the pool out at Stadium Swim? That we cannot confirm nor deny, but let's hear what they got coming up later on today on Decent. Hey, folks, Tim Murray here with Super Bowl champ Sean King. We are the hosts of the Nightcap Weeknights here on VEASAN. We will be hanging out all day at not only one of the best places in Las Vegas, but maybe the best game viewing experience in the world, Circa Resorts Stadium Swim. So join us later tonight for a special halftime and postgame show. The party, Sean, it will be rocking, and you just never know who might stop by. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. That might be the best promo we've ever cut at VEASAN. I mean, it's got to be at least a top fiver, doesn't it? It's one of the best. I would say I'm, I'm just happy that Sean King was doing the dancing and not Tim Murray. Did you? <laughs> Tim stood by just like the he stiff. He didn't do a thing. The stiff who had no interest in being on the dance floor. Hey, as a guy that can't dance, I'm going to back Tim Murray on that one. <laughs> you know your role. Know right, what you can do. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you can't dance, don't try. So we're glad that Sean did that. But again, uh, Sean and Tim, it's going to be a great afternoon right there from Circus Swim here at Circus Sportsbook. When we come back, Jeff Stonebook, uh, Stoneback rather, is going to join us. MGM Director of Trading to figure out all the numbers and the handle that we're seeing so far. By the way, this just in, it's large. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. score during the big game with BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on Pro Football's final game of the season. Either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use the code SB200 when you make your very first wager. You're going to also earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM resorts nationwide. Only at BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans right here at Circus Sportsbook. And Matt, 
We look behind us here at Circa. We see people going to the window now. It's business starting to pick up. And a very eclectic uniform selection. If you're if you're an adult, <laughs> you can wear your jersey on, on Super Bowl Sunday. I was surprised to see Lawrence Taylor out here. In the LT's here. How about Jerome Bettis? Unbelievable. Out here I saw Calvin Johnson out yeah. there as well. I wonder what uh, Jeff Stoneback is seeing uh, as the MGM director of trading over at MGM. Jeff joins us now here on Super Sunday. And, Jeff, you know, Matt and I were just talking about it. And you, you look at the first half. You look at the first quarter numbers that are out there. You took in some rather large wagers last night on the Rams' first quarter, Rams' first half, and Rams' team total in the first half equating to $3 million. So they are believing that the Rams are going to get out early and often. Somebody is. Yeah, um, we did. We took a million on each of them. He laid a half in the first quarter, took a plus 105. Uh, laid two and a half minus twenty in the uh, uh, for the the Rams for the first half, and then uh, he's got the uh, Rams over thirteen and a half points laid a dollar fifteen for a million dollars. So, you know, we're uh, going to be uh, very interested with that first quarter bet. Uh, not only for you know, the, obviously we've got a coin flip uh, wager who's going to win the coin flip, but uh, we're uh, rooting big time for uh, Cincinnati to win that coin flip for that first quarter. <laughs> Jeff Stoneback with us, director of trading MGM Resorts. Jeff, you've worked a lot of Super Bowls. Uh, is it true that the public money overwhelms the sharp money? And how do you try to try to balance uh, the side in this game? And are you relatively balanced at this point? Um, actually, you know, this is the one in the uh, time that the uh, public money does overwhelm the sharp money. Uh, we are uh, actually, it's it's a little unusual this year. It's something a little bit different. You know, like you said, I've been through a lot of them. This is my 36th uh, Super Bowl. It uh, puts me as an old man. But uh, um, we are seeing uh, more tickets uh, with us uh, written on the uh, Bengals. We've got like a 6-5 to five ticket count on Cincinnati. But... It's just the opposite on the uh, the money side. Uh, we've got a six to five uh, ratio on uh, money on the Rams, and it's uh, very unusual this year. Uh, you know, we usually do take uh, quite a few six figure wagers. Uh, we've taken about twenty of them so far, but uh, it looks like we've had uh, uh, we've had like eighteen out of our twenty uh, six figure wagers have been on the Rams. So uh, anybody that uh, seems to want to wager a lot uh, on the Rams, they they come here, and uh, so uh, we are going to be rooting uh, for the Bengals. Uh, one of the few operators because. Uh, you know, I've talked to a few of the other operators, and uh, they're going to need the Rams. But uh, we are in a position here uh, 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 rooting for the Bengals today. You guys, you take a massive handle at uh, BetMGM here in Nevada, and you take the biggest bets. So 18 of the 20 biggest bets on the Rams side. Would you say now a big bet is not always a sharp bet, but uh, you have respected players, and you know the sources where these plays come from. Would you say uh, the Rams are the sharper side in this game? Is it fair to say that or not? Well, when we put the line up uh, early in the week, uh, well, actually, when the game came out, we hung it at three and a half, and then uh, we were at four on Sunday night, and uh, we did take sharp money. Uh, they, they did lay the four, uh, pushed us to four and a half, and which was very unusual. That game just sat for uh, nine days, didn't move at all, and then uh, you know the market moved to four last Thursday. Uh, we hung tight at four and a half as long as we could, and we were taking sharp money on the Bengals at uh, plus uh, four and a half. But, uh, you know, and then uh, we ended up going to four like everybody else. But now we are back at four and a half, you know, taking these large wagers on the uh, the Rams. And uh, uh, no sharp money has really shown up uh, since uh, we've taken that plus four and a half on Thursday. The total, uh, uh, you know, the same thing that uh, Monday after the Super Bowl was hung was 49 and a half. 
We had sharp money uh, on uh, that uh, Monday, and it went down to 48 and a half, and we haven't even uh, budged off that number. So, um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, as far as the uh, the sharp money, uh, it was early uh, Monday after the game went up, and uh, Thursday, and that's that, that's been it. It's been that's been it for us. It's been all. Uh, public money and uh, large casino players since then. Talking to the director of trading at MGM, Jeff Stoneback. And Jeff, you know, you look at it, two four seeds, maybe not the sexiest matchup to some. I'm not sure if everybody in L.A. knows that the Rams are actually in the Super Bowl. But yet, Jeff, this is going to be the most bet Super Bowl of all time. Is that is that what you're seeing today? Well, obviously, you know, uh, uh, nationwide, yes. I mean, uh, you've got more jurisdictions has uh, the the wagering, so more people have access to uh, place a wager. But uh, uh, it's yeah, they they talk about uh, are we going to set a record to handle what uh, is going to be the better matchup uh, for handle and everything. You know, I, I think it's become now that the game is the big part itself. It doesn't matter who's in. Uh, uh, the Super Bowl, uh, and everybody gets involved with it. So yeah, so it uh, probably will be the uh, the you know I don't think we're going to hit a, a record in Nevada, but uh, nationwide uh, you accumulate all that, and uh, uh, it'll be uh, you know by far the most money bet uh, on a Super Bowl uh, accumulated around the country. But uh, I don't think we're going to get there in Nevada. Just uh, you know, as looking from my end of the view of the number of uh, six-figure wages that we've taken, uh, obviously we took three seven-figure. Uh, uh, wagers, but uh, the six-figure wagers we have taken have been, uh, you know, uh, low to uh, uh, mid uh, six figures. We haven't had any of those high six-figure wagers. So our property is looking at it uh, from that perspective. I, I think we're probably hitting between uh, the 140 to 150 uh, million dollar range here in Nevada. There's a quote on the screen from Matt Cosgrove, director of trading at BetMGM. Quote: Driven by the expansion of legalized sports betting, this will be the most bet on Super Bowl. Mm. And that will be true until next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> that will be the most bet on. And then the one after that, like we talked about. Uh, so you don't think the the fact the Rams and the Bengals aren't, that aren't necessarily two public, uh, sexy type of teams is going to hurt the handle uh, that much here in Nevada or nationwide? Like you said, it's, it's an event that sells mm-hmm. itself. You pretty much stick to that, Jeff? Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, because uh, – Sure enough, you know, everybody comes out for the Super Bowl. They've got plans uh, months ahead. Uh, the hotels are full, so um, it, it's the event sells itself. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, years ago, I thought you know maybe the the uh, two teams matching up might make a difference, but uh, we're at the point now where it, it, the event is the big deal. You know, Jeff, it's fascinating too because Matt and I've been talking about it here uh, for over the last hour with the prop scenarios. And I know Matt's got a ton of props going today. The influx of it, and to, to Matt's point, it'll probably be bigger next year, but it feels like this is the explosion. We're in the boon of the prop market. Are you seeing that? Is that manifesting itself here on Super Sunday? Well, you, you know, uh, not just talking about the uh, the Super Bowl or the uh, football, but, uh, you know, even here in Nevada, one big thing that has changed over the last uh, couple of years is the, the prop markets themselves. I mean, we're talking the NBA props. Uh, you know, we'll have uh, here in uh, Nevada, we've got 20 or so props on an NBA game each night, which, you know, we never had any props. Uh, uh, the uh, NFL games every uh, Sunday now, there's, uh, you know, player props uh, where we used to just do those on the uh, – the uh, primetime game. So every single game now has a prop. So it's kind of changed the dynamics of uh, sports betting, uh, you know, and, and it's good for the, uh, the, the betters too, uh, you know, cause everybody's competing to get more props up. So uh, any competition is uh, good, good for the betters. And uh, obviously the Super Bowl was a king of uh, props and, uh, you know, now uh, obviously it, it still is with more props than any other game. But as far as a uh, betting wise, 
you know, the, the props, uh, all sports, uh, all across the board, regular season games, it, it's changed the uh, um, uh, dynamically what uh, uh, books have been offering. Jeff, what percentage of your handle is going to be prop bets? Will it be over 50%? Um, you know, usually it for us, uh, you know, because we do take so many six-figure wagers, uh, it uh, is true. a little bit lower than uh, other operators. But, uh, um, you know, our, our props have been about uh, running around 20 25% is, uh, of uh, our uh, total handle for the Super Bowl. So this year, like I said, with the, the number of uh, uh, six-figure wagers, it might be a little bit uh, higher this year. So uh, I say we might be pushing around 30% of our actual VM props this right. year. That makes sense. If you take 20 six-figure wagers, the props are not going to be as high a percentage no. of the handle at your place as some other books. I know Dave Ross wants to put you on the spot and ask you for a pick on the game. Dave, go ahead. Well, Jeff, we got to know who you're rooting for today at, over there at, at MGM. Well, obviously, uh, we're rooting for the Bengals here. And, uh, you know, uh, I uh, sent in my uh, pick uh, to uh, Todd Dewey at the Review Journal, and uh, I put down uh, 2017 Bengals. I uh, figured, you know, a little contrary, it's going to might be a low-scoring game. I know uh, the Bengals uh, – you know, they gave up nine sacks against the Titans, and now they got to go against Aaron Donald and Von Miller. So, but, uh, you know, they, they, they look good. Uh, the, the, the Rams, uh, based upon that, uh, people are saying, well, why aren't you going to pick the Rams? But it seems like Joe Burrow has a way to pull out every single game. So I figure a close game, 2017 uh, Bengals. But you know what? I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you're right, that, that's Jeff. Why I'm on this, that's why I'm not on the other end of the counter. <laughs> I hope you're right, because I'm rolling with you. Hey, Jeff, appreciate the time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll catch up again soon. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. When we come back, Mike Pereira is going to join us right here. Talk about officiating, how that can affect your dollar here on Super Sunday. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. 